You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. With Mark Holcraft. And we're broadcasting Real Presence live this morning from Catholics at the Capitol. It's being held at St. Paul Cathedral in St. Paul, Minnesota. We've had a lot of fantastic guests. If you've missed any of our discussions, always feel free to download our free app or go to realpresenceradio.com. So, Father James Bissonnette. 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 I want to say it more with a French flair, but I can't. You can say it with flair. That's I fine. can. <laughs> Bissonnette. Bissonnette. So, very excited to have you on this morning. You're the uh, diocesan administrator for the Diocese of Duluth. Congratulations. Thanks. You have uh, just been appointed, uh, what they call them at this point, interim? No. Bishop designate elect. or bishop elect. Bishop elect. Yeah. Thank you. In other words, a new bishop is coming soon to the Diocese of Duluth. Soon. Very to, soon. To a diocese near you. <laughs> <laughs> May 20th. May 20th. <laughs> so you're Father Jim's t- counting the days. <laughs> yes, I am. So, yeah. What does that mean that you're a diocesan administrator? What it means is uh, when a when a see becomes vacant for whatever reason, um, the consultors of the diocese, which is a group of the presbyteral council of the diocese, mm-hmm. uh, would convene and then they would elect if, uh, a administrator for the interim. And so I was elected diocesan administrator uh, and that was 16 months ago. And uh, in the meantime, what I do is um, take care of the diocese until a new bishop is named, ordained, and installed. Okay. When um, Bishop-elect Felton is ordained and then sits in the chair, my job ends and his job begins. And here you're going to go on vacation. <laughs> in my mind, at least. <laughs> so preparations for his ordination, I'm sure, have already begun. That's right. Well, we've been anticipating this for some time, and we have a good group of people who are the steering committee, and he has come to the diocese to be introduced um, and then he'll return again for the preparations, and then he'll come back uh, for good right before the uh, ordination itself. How exciting. Very. Very yeah. exciting. And what are your thoughts? I know we're here to talk about Catholics at the Capitol, but I have him, Mark. Yeah. So I want to ask him the question. <laughs> we'll get to it. I can't <laughs> run away. Okay. <laughs> How exciting is it, I know, um, for the Sioux Falls Diocese, where we were th- thrilled to get a bishop that was appointed from Minnesota. How does uh, Duluth area, or you personally, feel about someone coming from Green Bay? Does that excite you, or what are your thoughts? Listen, having a new bishop, we're all Catholics the world over, so (laughs) having a new bishop is fine. (laughs) However, uh, he wasn't asked explicitly during the press conference, but it became clear that he does back the Green Bay Packers. Uh, That was my next uh, question. Yep. Uh, but he did say that he has to learn to love his brothers and sisters. And yeah, it's going to be a tough <laughs> Actually, one. in the Duluth area, um, there's lots of people who have divided loyalties up and so. down, yeah. uh, either for the Green Bay Packers or the Vikings. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> well, Father Jim, I, you, know, you know, you and I met at our banquet up in Duluth. We got to sit next to each other and... Um, certainly one of the things I enjoyed, just learning your personality. The other people at our table clearly had a spirit of gratitude. I think there were some of the people that you had worked with once upon a time or you currently do work with. Uh, 
so something stood out to me, and one of the things that stood out to me, and even a little bit seen here today, as when you were named diocesan administrator, I don't think anyone's really expecting that to go for 16 months. Right. You know, so for, for not only for whatever it's worth, but I think that the, the people of the Diocese of Duluth really have a gratitude for you carrying that, that baton, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, maybe longer than you expected. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first thought. is, But it's, so just thank you for doing that. Thanks for serving the church in that capacity. Because it wasn't like you weren't also continuing to help with other parish ministries, right? Weren't right. you still a pastor at a parish? Well, I, I am. I have um, St. Raphael's in Pike Lake and, and St. Rose in Proctor. Plus, I've worked on and off in the chancery in various capacities since just after my ordination in 1988. So. Okay. Uh, I know a lot of the people both in the pastoral center and in the parishes and our priests and deacons and religious. I mean, the people have been very good and very, very helpful. Um, we are wanting a bishop to come. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's doubly exciting, you know, that after being patiently waiting, uh, the Holy Father has been informed by the Holy Spirit that, okay, <laughs> here is Bishop-elect Felton, and we're very happy to have him. Wonderful. You know, I'm, I'm just going to go there. It's the youth minister in me. Go for it. You know, it. there's always acronyms. Uh, but really, the acronym comes to mind at HOP. And just that, um, in speaking with some of the people you worked with, you know, leading with humility, leading with obedience, and then being patient. That humility, obedience, and patience. And now you're speaking of patience. Uh, and bless you for that 16 months of patience and uh, humility of being asked to do different tasks on top of already pastoring two parishes, being obedient to it. Uh, by nature, I am not patient. Uh, anybody in my family and among my friends will be able to tell you that. But it is, a virtue, it is a virtue that you can work on over a period of time. So there's, you know, yeah, no, it's, it's there's fine. certain virtues I ask God. I don't want to work on that. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, no. People have been very, very good and understanding and uh, just waiting for the Holy Father to let us know what the Holy Spirit has decided and yeah. finally came. I didn't expect it to come, um, you know, um, during the Easter time. I thought that we would get through that and maybe yeah. a call would come, but that's not how it happened. Um, so that's good. The Holy Spirit's tough to tame. <laughs> like, in other words, let's not try. <laughs> no, 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 no. But how about how you said how the Holy Spirit decided? Right. You know, and that's something I think that's so good for our listeners and myself to hear. Right. You know, the Holy Spirit's made a decision, and now we go. Right. You know, mm-hmm. when God speaks, things happen. Well, and in Bishop Elect Felton, I don't know him all that well yet, but I've gotten to know him, you know, just having spending time together. He has a lot of gifts and a lot of faith that he can bring to the diocese, and that's exciting, too. In his press conference, it was mentioned by many people that, you know, he's mission-oriented. He's looking toward evangelization. Um, you know, we just we went through a process of strategic planning that was more bricks and mortar under Bishop Serba, sure. and now we're kind of shifting to say, okay, that part's done Mm-hmm. How do we do this next mission and evangelization piece for our people? Because we do have a large landmass, and people are spread yeah. out, you know, and the priests do need support, you know, because they might be by themselves um, Absolutely. Yeah. A, a bit, you know. And, but 
we're resilient, we're yeah. tough, we can do it. And there's no snow or ice on the ground for an ordination <laughs> for once. <laughs> the last couple, freezing cold. I mean, don't worry, we handled it because there's, you know, skywalks and things like that. But um, yeah. no, we're, so we're, we're okay for a spring ordination and installation. You know, in, in a bishop's uh, ordination, there's an Orvi at Irvi blessing, and you usually go outside. Yeah. And the snow would blow in. Well, you know, if it shows up on May 20th, not my fault. You know, I've been praying against that for a long time. Well, I think that there is some uh, a hidden blessing, silver lining to all of this, because Bishop Serba was so loved by everyone. And to me, as um, a woman or a mother, I'm not sure where this is coming from, but it might have been a good thing that there was such a long pause for people to grieve and then mm. to fully welcome in this new bishop. Um, sometimes it's hard to have a replacement right away. Well, here, um, Father Joe Serba remains a priest of our diocese, even though he's from Minneapolis-St. Paul, so he's still with us. And then Bishop Serba's in our Catholic cemetery, um, Calvary Cemetery. Many people go and visit his grave. You always see little mementos on there. Even in the wintertime, there mm. would be wreaths and things because he was so highly thought of, you know, yeah. as a man of faith and just a humble human being, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I, I would say to him, you know, I've been on a pilgrimage with him and just watched how he, he moved or any kind of reception after confirmation. He'd be slapping together the chairs with the last people at the reception, you know. I said, you're making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would just smile. Oh, Father Jim. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, you know, I, uh, I was privileged enough to work closely with him for, for 10 years, and we were friends before that when we were at uh, St. Thomas together. Okay, sure. Uh, you know, and we ran with the same crowd of um, priests now. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, it, it was just, it, it was wonderful to um, welcome him to the diocese when he first came, and I knew his brother Joe would, well, have a moment, as they say. <laughs> we had to convince him that it was actually his brother that was made our next bishop, you know. <laughs> he adjusted after that, so. But, uh, and we were, I mean, I know it's a kind of a, his funeral was a very touching moment for all of us. And then, um, just to have him with us still is, is a good thing yeah. for us. You know, God called him home for his reasons. He did very good work, and we're very happy. And now we're ready to move yeah. on like you say you know yeah. and yeah. and so it's right that the holy father sent us a new bishop where we can we can do just that you know move forward toward yeah. heaven yeah beautiful we are at catholics at the capital i was just going to say that <laughs> no but, I, but i've loved the conversation you know and and father jim how you were speaking to bishop serba still it still speaks and breathes of the air of just such a respect mm -hmm. such a respect for him uh thank you for that you know, for Catholics at the Capitol, is this your first time here? Uh, no, I've been involved a couple of times before that, but it's definitely my first time with uh, mostly virtual yeah. something. Or yeah, other, you know. for yeah. everyone. In my parishes, I didn't even live stream. I just said the masses and then whoever could come, come. You know, mm -hmm. uh, we will get that set up eventually. But we just didn't have it in the beginning, and so we haven't used it since. We communicated in other ways. But this, this is something different, something new, but... It's also good because it's good that we're getting together to express our Catholic faith and apply that to our society, to apply that to the public forum. Because Catholics have as much right as anybody else to speak their mind here. Now, we might not have every issue solved the way we would like it, but we're always working the problem yeah. because we want 
a solution that is to the mind of God and to the mind of the teaching of the church the, the correct one. Absolutely. And it's, it's what we're called to. You know, and that's, I think, at the heart of faithful citizenship. You know, that's what we're called to. We continue uh, to approach our legislators uh, in faithfulness. You know, when the Holy Spirit speaks, like we were saying, how we started when the Holy Spirit speaks, uh, well, God's going to move. Mm-hmm. God is moving. Well, the issue that I've been uh, asked to speak on later on is the whole notion of sanctity of life, and specifically starting with the notion that we're steadfastly opposed to abortion in any way, shape, or form, but it's, 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 it's uh, moved on to things like how do you treat an embryo, and, and how does that work and where does our faith go with this and what should we do and how should we talk to our legislators who mm-hmm. might not have our same faith or same background and say you know no we need to we need to honor god here and we need to honor our faith and we need to protect the most vulnerable among us and that starts right at conception and yes. moves all the way through yeah. Well, and I love that approach because people don't think about those things, you know, these embryos or sitting in these IVF places, you know, people don't think about these things and it never even occurs to them. Well, I, I said, uh, someone asked me once in my parish, you know, well, it's that old argument of it's just a piece of tissue as mm. opposed to something else. I said, well, no, no, this is, this is what a human being looks like right now. Yes. You know, that, and, oh, I love that. Uh, no, it, Really, and so that's what we have to remember. You know, we, we, we don't want to do something that's going to jeopardize the integrity of a person, the dignity of a person from the very first moment. I love that. I'm going to use that. I'm stealing that. Is that okay? <laughs> this is what a human being... It's not being... stealing when you ask for it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I remember that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think it, it's important because, you know... I, I have more of a tendency, whether it's my personality or I kind of like getting to see what the details are, but we can get caught up sometimes in the bioethics of it. Mm -hmm. That can get heady and almost intimidating for some people. Well, but see, I think you can have empathy and sympathy for people who may want a child but can't have a child or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. the the issues around adoption and some some of the pitfalls there people are worried about. I can understand all of that, but what I can't understand is doing something that is in essence an evil to promote a good. We can't do that. Only God can bring good out of evil, not us. Well, and Father, you, you bring up something that's great. We're called to seek to understand, but just because we understand doesn't mean we agree yes. with their decision. I think that right. gets lost on yes. our culture. Right. Oh, I understand. Well, that means you agreed. No, no. <laughs> it just means I understand. And there's, a, there's certainly a very deep level of, of compassion in that seeking to understand. And I think that's really, that's a big part of it. Well, I'm, we all know compassion means suffer with. You know, you mm. want to... Exactly. They, they use the word um, journey with or company, you know, and, and that's what you try to do. But at the same time, you have to live the truth. Yes. And you, you can't do that without referring back to the truth or the truths of our faith, living in hope, and then sharing love. And sometimes that love, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, easy to give, but it's, it's hard in the situation to say, well, this is what love is here now. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that is difficult. Well, we only have about two minutes left, 
Any last thoughts that you would like to share with our listeners? Well, I thank you for the work that you do uh, over such a large area. I know many of my parishioners listen you know, and are edified by what, what they hear. Wonderful. Hopefully today is no exception. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> You'll be the first to hear. I'll be better on radio than I am on screen. <laughs> but anyway, um, you know, I just, I, I really appreciate the work you do. And uh, this is very important for us. I mean, I urge everybody who's listening, you know, whether here or in another state, your legislators need to hear a Catholic voice, need to hear our Catholic faith, mm-hmm. and not, it doesn't have to be strident, it just has to be truthful and spoken so that the truth of the thing resonates with people and hopefully changes hearts and then changes positions if they're opposed to what we believe is God's will. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. You're welcome for that. Thank you for, I mean, just acknowledging. Real Presence Radio in that way, and, and you're welcome for that. It's almost humbling to say you're welcome because yeah, I love it. I do too. I mean, it's well, you know, as as a priest, certainly there's those challenges, but gosh, there's some of those moments I can imagine. I get to do this. Yeah, this is working. You know, yeah. so. well, <laughs> for instance, I mean, I didn't live stream, and that's that was a that was a a lesson in oh, where are my people? You know, I got to go get my people. Well, this is a way to get people that mm-hmm. might not come to the door of the church right away, yeah. but eventually come through. And then they kneel before the Lord, and well, mm. then you're good. Yeah. Amen. Father Jim, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thank you. All right. We're on to our last bit here. Um, we're going to, so since it's all virtual. We're transitioning our spiritual gomas, yeah? Yeah, that's what we're doing. I'm try- it's a bad segue. I'm not doing it very well. Just <laughs> <laughs> <It's a> do it. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Archbishop Gomez is going to be uh, was going to be our chief speaker this morning, and he ended up having to record his speech. So, Eli, if you wouldn't mind launching that for our listeners to listen to Archbishop Gomez. 